welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. It's the podcast about rugby. I'm your host, Adam, coming to you from Johannesburg in Gauteng in South Africa on the African continent. Um, we've got Corona now, so we're on the party. It's pretty good. Uh, ben, he's here with me from Mauritius. Thankfully, you don't have Corona yet. Yeah, no, uh, I, I don't like the word yet there, but uh, no, this Corona bad. is actually it's actually disrupting my my travel plans a bit because oh, shit. at the moment, like my work won't let me go to South Africa. Oh, if please. South Africa's on the list of like, so some places, if you go there, you have you get mandatory, you get just get quarantined when you come back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So if South Africa's on that list, then then my work won't let me go because obviously they don't you know want their employee quarantined that sucks sorry I, don't, I didn't mean to make fun of it i know look it is very serious well the stock markets yeah, no. bath and all that but uh no no it. like fuck I, I i can see the humor in anything but it is a bit you know it's cl- classic being to make a, a global health scare about him but this corona thing is inconveniencing me a bit out of it. I'm, I'm not appreciating it at all. Like, they need to sort this shit out now, okay? Yeah, well, you, uh, you, you know, there's a primary school, Grayson Prep. Um, they've, they closed that today. Because one of the teachers who ended up getting sick uh, was in that group where the first dude in South Africa got sick. So and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I got a call oh, last week by God. someone. Yeah, I got a call from someone last week. Okay, and he just made a, he made a joke about Corona. I was just like, ah, oh, whatever. That's KwaZulu Natal's problem. I regret saying that now. It's not. It's just down the fucking road for me. But uh, yo, fuck, Great Grayston's like fucking Santon Central. Like. Yeah, dude, totes. So it could be a major fuck up. So we we'll, we'll see. Um, yo, but fuck. I, I I was kind of like like worst case scenarioing, but now fuck. Up. Gonna have to look into my refund policy on the air ticket. Yeah, and shame. Matt's just come back from Korea. Um, he can't be with us today. Yeah, he's just. Uh, I think because we we because we've quarantined. Him. Yeah, we've pretty much quarantined him, so he can get his life in order. Uh, Alex, he, well, he, needs to, he needs to get his fucking fantasy side in order. Oh, I'll tell shit. you that. No, he, he's been quite unlucky though. Um, Yo, it seems good. I was looking at it. I was like, why is Matt's team so shit? Like, because I, he's got like fucking Jordy. Jordy, D-Mac, and Severis are his back three. No, he didn't he but trade the, away D-Mac? He traded away, traded away D-Mac oh, to Alex. Oh, no, no, didn't he trade away... Who's this other good... He has, he has three, like, top-quality... Oh. Uh, oh, he's got good OB. players. His hook is a bit shit. Uh, but that's, he's just been really unlucky, I think, actually. Yeah, but I, I'm afraid the person who takes a cake for fantasy depression um, is Alex. He, he doesn't even have coronavirus to beak him out. Um, he sent us some voice notes, which we'll include a little bit later in the show. But he, he's been super depro these last few days. Um, his just team has not been striking out. In his first voice notes uh, in the group, he doesn't tell us what he was going to say in his other voice notes. He, he just said he's in a fantasy depression. He's lost five games in a row. Um, I've never heard him so despondent. You know, he is the reigning league champion right now. So yeah, but do you, do you know what they say? Uh, you don't win the Curry Cup in May, but you can lose the Curry Cup in May. Yeah, dude. The gap between fourth and fifth, the key positions, is rather large. Um, you fucked me up two weeks ago. I know we joked about it on the show, but then the petties delivered. So uh, you did not petty the fool. That one, and well, then you, I, I was not the fool. I, I pitied other fools. You're right? big time, and then you beat Phil um, at a cancer. You left virtually 200. You almost had two guys on the bench that got over more than half a full score. 
you know, and you, and you... Yeah, no, I, I left three three of my players, I left like 210 points on the bench. <laughs> well, no, 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 the, the differential, like if I swap my, my worst lock for Sadako Lotto, oh, shit, yeah. and, and then I swapped Korobetu, got fucking five, and um, Wainui, between them they got about 30, and then I brought in Speckman and Talia's 150-odd between them. Was More than like, 170. It was 180, like dude, or something like that. So yeah, uh, I'm like uh, yeah, I would have. I think I would have top scored like you, in the world. Yeah, you would have. <laughs> Instead, Ant, uh, I've been fortunate. Distinction of facing him. I got the second highest score this week. Yet he beat me by over 100 points. Like you did too. You, re- you really, you really milking the second highest score thing. It I, was only two points higher than me. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if if he had chosen shit. I'd be giving I'd be giving point and so much shit about it. But I'm very glad I didn't make that side bet with you. Uh, I would have been darning, that's for sure. And uh, you waved me away. Uh, but you're not having color grace. It does hurt my team. He's been fantastic since the start of the season. Right, are we talking, talking about too, too much crap? On the show today, lots of news. Jeez, oh, uh, what can I tell, say about it? I've just had some dinner. Can we say, can we say w- weird news? Yeah, it is kind of, well, it's it's a weird time in the world. Stock markets are falling yeah. apart. Yeah. Joe Biden's lead is, is uh, the front runner again in the U.S. presidential election. Uh, how, how, have they not learned from last time? No, I don't think so. I'm not, I, 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 don't, I don't want to get too much into American politics, but uh, um, yeah, I like watching the primaries. It's, it's like a spectator sport. It's always no, no, it is, U.S. politics is it's like entertainment. Uh, it's like not a reality, really live. No, it's like a reality TV show. Uh, the points, the talking points we're going to be discussing, uh, you can't get away from it. Joe Marta grabbing Adam Wynn Jones' deck. We will have to chat about that <laughs> uh, in a nutshell. And a, a, a bit more, I guess, a bit more field, or, well, not field orientated, I guess. Uh, the New Zealand player drain, especially fingers pointing at the Highlanders. What's going on there? And lastly, uh, the focus on the Kharteng teams, the Bulls and the Lions. What's going on? Uh, they've lost a lot. The Bulls, apart from also that dreadful fuck up with the kits. I know there were fans in uh, stuff right around quite a funny story about a fan who'd, who logged on or turned on his TV at 4 a.m. New Zealand time. And he just he said he couldn't tell the difference. He thought something was wrong with his TV. And he checked Twitter. And then he realized, oh, my God, they're wearing the same kit. The Bulls changed their kit and they smash. So it's, uh, it changes as good as a holiday. So to kick off the news, Joe Marler, um, he has officially been cited. For uh, uh, the, I know this is the Guardian says for grabbing Alan Wynn Jones's groin. It is his deck. That's what he grabs. Um, it I wasn't know, so much grab. It was like a little cupping tickle, and tickle, wasn't it? It was, it was weird. I don't know. Even the photo, you could see Marla looking away and Jones is looking down on the Guardian photo. Like what? Uh, he has been cited for his behaviour. <laughs> he could not face a suspension as long as 24 weeks, and the minimum suspension he could face is a 12. Or was it six? Yeah, but it's 12, but then he's got a, you know, it's a clean record, and it's the first time he's been caught fondling someone's penis, and, yeah, you know, the he brought cookies to the sighting commission, and blah, 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 so, you know, it'll be like a three-week. Yeah, or, I think the minimum is yeah. six or something. I'm not, must have been, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think they can't actually do more than half the minimum sort of thing, yeah. which makes me question the word minimum, to be honest. But, yeah, we will, we will find yeah. out. Uh, Courtney Laws, yeah, uh, he's also cited. Oh, mm. Courtney Law, oh, for that shoulder charge. Yeah, and... Um, well, and Tua Luggy got a red. Yes, he's been cited as well. Yeah. 
But I don't know, I, I think he might get away with it, to be honest. Like, you reckon? Well, to me, there are quite a lot. Okay, the, the big thing with... Sorry, we'll get back to Marla, but the big thing with Tuilangi is he did he tucked his arm. He didn't wrap his arm. But apart from that, it was kind of one of those positions where he sort of had to do that to prevent the try being scored. Mm. So, uh, to me, that's... I reckon he might... I think on-field red was probably the right call, but I don't think uh, a six-week suspension or whatever is appropriate. No, I know, I know Eddie Jones, he went off complaining, pretty much accusing the referee of bias, which is horseshit. It was the right decision. Uh, just ask Tyler No, Lomax. accusing the referee of bias. Well, maybe if your players weren't fucking tickling over dicks and shouldering people in the face, you wouldn't have to accuse people of bias. No, I mean, look, I, in, uh, I, don't, I don't like going with Eddie Jones. Um, he's a prickly, prickly bastard. But in that case, when a player's falling, how do you tackle them? You can't slide yeah, tackle no. them. I mean, that's the well, discussion no, no, for but another what, day. What, what you should do is you should sort of all on top of them. I think that's the exception. I guess so. But then you're not that's stopping her from scoring a try, whichever way. Yeah. Even Tyra Lomax uh, for the Hurricanes, in a sense, the player ran into his shoulder, kind of, but he, he just didn't look, he didn't get low enough. And Red Card, that's the law. I don't think it's a bad law. Um, says the Oku's never played rugby ever. If you're protecting the guy's head, concussions have apparently dropped as well. Um, it's just the way the no, game is refereed. That's all. It is, but but it is kind of getting to sort of a weird situation where, you know, say your team is two points down, center of the field, you can sort of deliberately drop a knee, take a shoulder in the face, get the penalty, worst case scenario, then, the, you know, you kick it over, you win the game, you've got a broken nose, but you're a fucking hero. Yeah, it's true. Hope you, hope you it doesn't happen. I know that I think Quinn was a Brian Abana of all people. He decided to to, to uh, do simulation, aka diving from football, um, and he got he was got laughed out the room, and he didn't happen again. So maybe if something like that has happened, the public shaming will occur. Uh, the most unfortunate thing about this, uh, in terms of the Marley incident, um, and he was cited as you said in terms of infringement of law nine point two seven. A player must not do anything that is against the spirit of good sportsmanship. Hair pulling or grabbing, spitting anyone, grabbing, twisting, or squeezing the genitals, as he literally did. And or breast in the case of female players during uh, the Six Nations, blah, blah, blah. That's a sighting. Um, Marla tweeted after all this. He just said bollocks, complete bollocks. Um, it's been yeah, I, I don't I don't know who Marla's PR guy is, but I don't think that was a good move at all. No, not at all. Like, and um, look, we, we, we don't need to chat too much about this. Well, no, well, I think we... But do not surprise me the most about this is kind of the, the rugby community's reaction to it. Uh, it, I, it, like, look, Twitter, I don't think is a very good measure for the rugby community, but that being said, yeah, okay. the, the, the no, reaction has no, been even, quite... There's been a lot of, like, it's kind of said, oh, fuck, boys will be boys, exactly. you know, when I played at uni every time, like, you know, it was just a constant dick-feeling contest with, like, a ball involved sometimes. And, like, and then the other side of it are people, like, calling Basie for, this is sexual assault. It is sexual assault. Up. It is literally sexual assault, you know? Would... Yeah, and um, I know Squids tweeted and says this rugby needs to kind of throw the book at him because this kind of macho culture is what really, um, it's, it's dangerous, it's poisonous in rugby. And there, there's no reason to protect it. Like the sport can live on without this macho culture quite easily. Mm. Um, I mean, I know his response is also a pun. Uh, bo bollocks, complete bollocks, but clearly Marley isn't taking it very seriously. 
Uh, but as you said, the rugby community, as a lot of people just say, oh, boys will be boys. I you personally like think... Or whatever, but no, it's not. Boy. It's not that. When you actually watch the video of Adam Wynn Jones replying to the question, a lot of the journalists are sniggering and laughing, and he, he's just dead face. He says, no, can you please describe it in more detail? And in the nether region, no, describe it in more detail, grabbing the genitalia. He was not. He did not find it funny at all. I don't know if it was Squidge who said so, but let's say there's a guy, you've seen him at a conference or something during uh, over the course of your work environment, and you see him every now and then uh, at company events and that sort of thing. Let's say he, he comes to your company party and then grabs you by the deck. Um, that's literally what Joe Marler did. So I don't think it's funny at all. Um, no, yet... yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, this this is what happens in rugby. I played Bullshit. rugby for fucking 12 years, and I never had my dick grabbed, and I never grabbed anyone's dick. No, it's... Like, like, what, what, did, did I play in this special, like, you know, fucking snowflake league or something? Like, come on, like, it's it's weird, and it's weird that people are defending it. Yeah, um, in a, in a way, this, if you want to boil it down to, it's almost like the culture war of rugby right now. Uh, so looking at the people replying to this tweet, half people are saying, um, to excuse, I guess, the unintentional pun, Joe Mar is being a dick about it. While other people are saying, oh, no, uh, Anna Wynne Jones is being soft. This is the guy who's played no, over 130 yeah. tests for Wales. Uh, he's played gone two to three months. Yeah, he's one tours. of the fucking like hardest men in rugby, and it's like no, Elwin Jones is being soft. And then other people are citing like, yo, well, Elwin Jones like holds down people in the rack and stuff. So you know, like well, you know, yeah, whatever. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. You're like, this is a completely different fucking thing. It's like, oh. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, as I said, Alexi. He sent through some voice notes. I'll play all of them in a row um, at the end of the news section. Because <laughs> we really don't have the technology to not do that. No, we, I, mean, I, I can do them one by one. Um, but I'd, ra- I'd rather just do it all in a row. There's like one long Alex rant. You know, so we feel like he's here on the show. Yeah. But um, we'll find him on Thursday if Marla gets banned. I hope he really does. And the no, culture wars will he's continue. Getting, he's getting banned. The question is oh, yeah, right. how long That's and true. if there are going to be uh, police charges. Yeah, it'll be. I'm sure it'll be the make rugby greater green crowd. Um, anybody like that? It's like Sam is the uh, bullshit News Corp Australian press who've been going against Raiden Castle all this time. They're the MAGA crowd The make Australian rugby uh, great again. I'll bet you the, the people in the, the Venn diagram <laughs> of People who support Izzy Falau, people who just think Marl is actual is banter, and people who think Raylene Castle must go is a circle. Yeah, no, it's it's literally indistinguishable. Uh, <laughs> You're yeah. like, I, 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 bet, I bet you it's the same people. Like, yeah. these people. It is exactly the same thing. I, well, speaking of that, I'm very interested to find out what the uh, broadcast deal, Rugby Australia, strike up. There's been such a bullshit propaganda campaign against Carlson. Overall, she seems to have done a good job. She nabbed Dave Rennie, one of the world's be- better best coaches. Um, she got rid of the toxic influence that was Israel Folau, who's now fucking up rugby league. Uh, woe betide them. That's their fault. Uh, and secondly, she took the broadcast to market and brought all the Sydney clubs on side, which isn't easy. So I'm interested to see. Yeah, and, and now apparently they're going to kind of get it for like a fourth of the... Like, like they actually got to get a great deal. It's going to be cheaper. It's going to bring rugby to the public yes. in Australia. P- putting it back on public television, I know we spoke about this a few weeks ago, where 
uh, Sky Sports might end up getting the rugby rights. So she's she's doing a lot right. It's just a bunch of these old toffs who clearly don't like it. So uh, more to yeah, see. No, like, but, but you know, someone like fucking Tim Horan or whatever, he played for Australia. So I think he knows, you know, he obviously mm. is a corporate genius because of that. I feel like any of the commentators, I think it's a big problem in commentary overall around the world. The sports are more cheerleaders than anything else. It's like one of the, what's the British football commentator, Peter Drury, he just shouts and screams all the time. Same as the rugby commentators, even the Sky Guys. I know Mark Rees and his job is to troll everybody with his columns. He wrote a column very scathing of all commentators in New Zealand. But uh, don't get me started on South Africa's. And, uh, no, like, like you know, I, I, I don't know because... I, I, I would guess these guys are they professional commentators. They don't do anything else, really. No, they're not professional commentators. They're ex-players who happen to commentate on games. It's such okay, but, but you know they they don't they don't do anything else. It's their their nine to five, even uh, though they work three hours a that, week. That, or the, only, the only thing that pisses me off is that you you got people like you and I. We're we're wasted resources. Get us on television. We would nail commentary. At least it'd be more interesting sometimes. We'd be able to provide more analysis than likes of uh, I don't know, Joel Stransky or something like that. I yeah. don't know. I don't know if they still have it, but in the UK at the the Premier League games, they used to have like fan commentary. I know. I think they stopped it. I don't know if it, if it was a bit toxic. I know even Arsenal TV no, that's got no, a terrible reputation. It was just two oaks just like screeching at each other, like it was completely like indiscernible. Well, that that was but, the causes belly for this podcast, but we didn't have the money to buy the rights from from uh, whoever whoever was whoever was selling them. Uh, yeah, see, well, we didn't even investigate how much they cost. Yeah, we we, we, we're still bitching about enough. like the eight the nine dollars we have to pay every month for now hosting these. So that's expensive. That's like the price of Netflix. I know. Uh, I think, is it $9? Yeah, it's about $9. A little bit but more but like none of us can be fucked to set up a Patreon account, so no. you know what we deserve? No, we deserve to suffer the $9. I got trained by Phil when you went to Japan pre-corona for the World Cup, so... Yeah, fucking Phil sneaky into Japan before corona. Yeah, Classic. I'd say, I mean, my wife and I, we went to Italy last year, this time. Uh, literally Fiorentina, uh, not Fiorentina, it's the football club, Florence, um, in Tuscany, in the region which is next to all the ones that have been locked out. I'm just like, thank well, fuck uh, that we've done that already. So, so uh, uh, and, and is oh, in, you know, Genoa? No, like, no. Basically, on like the, the French side it, of the, the, like, the French side of the Italian border. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. No, I was just yeah. very impressed with his map that he Because I, I think I think Ant's going to be quarantined when he gets back. Yeah. Maybe it impacts his drop performance. Sorry, Ant. I didn't mean that. So, uh, moving on to performance report. They've, uh, they're apparently the Bulls. They're looking to replace Adam Zondach as director of rugby. And according to the likes of Brendan Nell, who's uh, chummies with the powers that be at the Blue Bulls Rugby Union, Hendrik Kunia, uh, they've been chatting to Jake White about it. And they've been putting out feeders to him, so we might see Jake White return to South African rugby. Oh, no, fuck. Yeah, well, we'll see. Jake White, uh, Jake White and his fucking CV gun strikes a game. Yeah, man. dude. And look, his playing style will match well with the Bulls, clearly. Just as they play, like, a good game, they're looking to go back to the future with Jake White. No, uh, Kyle Brink, no. who unfortunately injured himself the start even before Super Rugby is out for the season. Apparently, he's looking to get an overseas deal with the Leicester Tigers. We'll chat briefly about the Tigers Later on, he's just waiting for uh, Rudolf Strali to give him the go-ahead. Strali apparently is chatting to Rassi Erasmus uh, to see if Brink is still in consideration for a Springbok squad place. I doubt it, but we'll see. And then lastly, Jean-Luc Dupré. He's apparently targeting a return to the box as a flank, even though he's being switched to lock 
for the Cell Sharks. And no, they have oh, their first thought, team fixes as well. Da- I thought Dan Dupree was switched to lock. I, I got John here in, in the link you sent me. So. Oh, um, oh, I trust you there. Yeah. Um, that's, I guess it's, it's useful to have a guy, you know, like worst case scenario, yeah. it's good that he's played lock. No, exactly. Um, but but yeah, I, I don't I I don't think now, especially our of saying that Scotland did roll France, but especially considering our, our test this year against Scotland, I don't see any real need for us to bring back our overseas players. No. Like um, let, like I I think let's have a bit of a like a, a building season, mm. like give give local guys some caps. Like I don't I don't see any reason to. No, you're so, maybe you know, like, like 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 nothing's really must win this season. And to be honest, we have very little to prove. We're the fucking world champions. Yeah. So ex- exactly. why not, you know, just pick local players and let them let them draw. Well, I mean, look at what uh, the likes of Zikambuza and Nacho is doing at the Sharks. He's looking yeah, fan, fantastic. Not too, not too, um, James, um, I, I've liked the look of James Fenter as well. He's busy in a way, so he's 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 one to watch. Markov and start, and you picked him up for nothing in draft. He's coming back with a bang. As well, a good old Escom. So, yeah. um, I agree with you. I think I think it's probably a good time. Maybe rugby championship. We can bring some of the big guns. By then, uh, Dwayne Vermeulen will be back in South Africa as well. Yeah, uh, Marks will be back as well. Yes, that's um, true. Uh, well, Marks. I think he's currently playing in Japan, but the J- Japanese top league apparently has been suspended. This isn't even Corona related. It's been suspended for the entire month uh, because of cocaine. Apparently, this is from stuff. The arrest of a Kiwi rugby player. Uh, of a reported legal drug use has led to the top league being suspended for the rest of the month and is apparently former Crusaders Canterbury and Southern Lock Joel Everson who is the uh, what's the word offender at this stage so it's been suspended the, for the, the month alleged alleged, alleged offender, offender. You're, you're correct um, his arrest comes after another Kiwi player 7th international Stephen Yates he was arrested last year for cocaine possession along with uh, two other previous teammate Ryoto Kabashima they were both convicted this, this, is, this is what I love the most. In a statement, the top league said it was working to restore trust, inverted, inverted commas, after the drug scandals had not decided uh, and had not decided when or whether matches would be rescheduled. And I quote, We sincerely apologize to fans for the disappointment caused. We have had been working on preventative measures together with all the top league teams, but it was insufficient. As a result, we have betrayed our fans and society, and we must work diligently to restore trust. Just imagine if Saru, and this one, it was you in the group and said this, who took things this seriously. What no, no, like, like it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a real, it's, a, it's an excellent level of professionalism and accountability. Yeah, I, I, I also think though it's a bit convenient that this is all happening during Corona, mm. where those games probably would have got suspended anyway. True. Like I said on the group, it's like sort of like a ice cream, group. a retroactive. <laughs> it's like you know your mom forgets to buy ice cream. And then later, you know, you break a vase or whatever, and she says, "Yep, that's why I didn't buy ice cream," sort of thing. Mm. Like, because because they they're not going to be they weren't going to play anyway because of Corona. So like, why? Um... And now, like, what they like double not playing or whatever. Yeah, well, another element of this, I think, some maybe if you don't know, uh, out there, the Japanese teams, these players are not necessarily contracted to clubs; they're contracted to companies. So they're technically employees of these companies. So there is that whole dynamic um, within Japan. I, I remember when we were talking about it, say so we wonder if they have to go into the office for like one day <laughs> and just like make, make some photocopies or I don't know, just like sit at a desk and like a little short sleeve shirt and tie. 
Hold on, do you, do you think that they technically have to go in? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, oh I, w- I would have enjoyed that. Um, just something on cocaine use. I remember there was a thing, oof, it was probably about a year ago, maybe a bit more, where they were saying how, no, like, because, you know, if you're drinking, it, like, really affects your fitness and stuff. But if you're just doing cocaine, it's sort of, you know, you kind of get well, an equivalent sort of buzz or whatever, but without um, without sort of compromising your fitness or whatever. Mm. So maybe it's like, oh, I don't know. You know, there's also like a lot of these like mental health things. You wonder like these these guys, they're probably away from home. Maybe they, you know, they, they're sacrificing a lot for the, for the, like the money of Japan. Not, and then sort of, they're sort of, self-esteem or whatever is taking a ding and then that leads to stuff like okay hmm. or like james o'connor who's since reformed him and i think it was Eddie williams they just got caught with cocaine in france uh which is maybe maybe a bit different as well but uh yeah i don't know i've never been in japan but uh, who knows so uh, as long as well the japanese league they put their foot down um and as ben said it's not the worst time to, to find another reason to suspend the league very quickly the french um as uh, it's i hate being stereotypical about anything but the french just can't help themselves first a red card cost them the rugby world cup quarterfinal that they were winning and then they've just thrown away the grand slam after i'm just trying to think who punched who oh prop uh, mohammed i cannot pronounce his surname how I don't, I don't know. I never. I've never H-A-O-U-A-S. heard anyone say. H a o u a s. How else? James. James. James was sleeping, so I was watching without volume. Apparently, he's like a, he's like a bit of a bad boy. Like he's actually he's he's literally been to prison. Oh well, Jesus. Like, yeah. Like and then like rugby was sort of his pathway back into you know like help him help him get clean or whatever. Yeah. And then um, obviously you know there's there's still a bit of aggression in him or a bit of the the criminal in him jeez yeah uh whoever took yeah, the photo it, of it that's busy floating yeah, around it was a hell of a hit there shit jeez yeah whoever took the photo it was by david rogers at getty images uh that's probably going to be one of the uh sports photos of the year for all the bad reasons it, unfortunately do you think that can be a sports photo of the year because it's like it's not technically like well hmm. it's a hell of a right cross i mean jeez look at that Smashing into yeah, no, like, uh, Jamie Ritchie's face, but um, yeah, it's a so it's a pretty French. You, know, you, you I, learn you learn a lot in prison, eh? Like... <laughs> I'm just disappointed that they're not going to get a Grand Slam, and now England are top of the table, and there's nothing more that yeah. annoys me than the English winning. Well, so... well but now they basically say next week's kind of get cancelled, pretty much. Yeah, that oh, that was just going to say some. Of the, I think it was the. Shit, I had the game in front of me. Oh, here we are. Potential Six Nations title decider postponed. Yeah, yeah so, France and but, it, but apparently it's postponed until, um, like, October or something. Though. Yeah, that's... Versal, so, let's see, 20... Uh, going, uh, Wales versus Scotland still going ahead. Yeah, even in, look, I mean, even in Italy, they're playing, they're playing some uh, Serie A games behind closed doors, and they'll probably suspend the league as well. Uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll find out more. But the Six Nations will not be decided when we expected it to be decided, uh, as well, just due to what's going on in Europe. So I think there'll be a few more developments 
in this story, uh, what is not being postponed, but in fact has been resurrected, the Box Trophy Tour. We thought it was over. It's not over. It's going to the Eastern Cape and the Free States, which were neglected when the Box did it the first time around, after they run the one. Well, the, the Eastern Cape, there were like protests or something, so yeah. they had to cut it, it short. Yeah, it was PE, I think it was originally on the schedule, but it got cut because of the time. But apparently, uh, Sia Khaleesi, he's leading a delegation of World Cup winners. I like the word delegation. How South African? Of World Cup winners to Port Elizabeth and Grahamstown, a.k.a. Makana, where I went to university, in the Eastern Cape on Wednesday and Thursday, as part of the second installment of the Trophy Tour. Apparently, also, the players will be going to Richards Bay, and Kwasi Natal, Bloemfontein, and Valcom in the Free State. I was born in Valcom, too. Oh, it's all these, like... It's, uh, Adam, it's like they take you a tour of significant sites yes. in Adam's life. And, and Stellenbosch. I've, I've only been to Stellenbosch twice for like varsity cup games and i did not have a good experience so they're going to all these places are uh, you remarked to me off air that see at least he must not wait to get back in the field he's in adverts uh doing videos keeping busy but jesus he must be like gosh i just want to play rugby and get tackled by someone no keys here for fucking all he's worth yes to say i mean i have no problem with seeing making bang from it um career is short and he's a legend but geez they, they're keeping him busy hey that that's for sure no, no, I, I guess it's, it, comes with, it comes with the territory, especially in the... I, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was the one pushing for this Eastern Cape thing, because sure. I think he knows, he knows he's sort of experienced that sort of playing rugby under those circumstances. Not that I'm saying the whole of the Eastern Cape is a mm-hmm. shithole, but in my experience it is. Um, it's, it, it is joking, not, it is, it, it is not all a shithole, Ben. Eastern Cape. Okay. okay. No, but, but, okay. <clears throat> But, but, you know, Sia played in some pretty grim circumstances. Yes, he did. And he sort of came through it. So I think it's very important to him to to kind of get out to those communities and inspire those sort of people. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. So good on Sia, and I think this will be a good thing. I hope it, like, the, the sort of the magic hasn't worn off and it still gets a similar sort of crowds and stuff there. Hmm. No, I think people would turn out, um, especially at Rhodes. So the university, good reason for a piss-up, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> They'll be pissed anyway. It'll just happen to be at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's, it's not a determinant factor in how much they drink. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, the last uh, last story I got here, uh, the Leicester Tigers, apparently they fielded the heaviest ever pack in the history of the prim- of the English Premiership for the rugby against Saracens this weekend. So the number eight, Sione... Callum Afoni, he weighs 120 kilograms. Harry Wells is 120 kilograms. Uh, Tommy Rafal, a very light, 98 kilograms. Uh, the Tonga International, oh, and let's see, turn it there, it's up, let's see, tires, oh, uh, then their type five, uh, Nephi, uh, Lita Gaga, what, 149 kilograms, fuck, that's enormous. And you've got to talk about a prop or a lot? A prop. It's fucking, but still, that's huge for a prop. And you've got to talk about a now at 120 k's, Joe Hayes, 124Ks, and then their locks of Will Spence, 125Ks, and Joe Batley, 120Ks. So the overall pack weight is 978Ks and 350 grams. That's, uh, uh, that's, that's huge, man. That's, that's, that's pretty heavy, fuck. But, uh, did they win but the they, game? They, oh, they lost. <laughs> oh, um... fuck. Okay, not enough mobility on the field, maybe. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, I would like to have seen a few scrubs though, because fuck, if they were shifting the Saracens pack around at scrub time, like they got technical issues. Eh? Yeah, 
Um, yeah, Jesus. Uh, that, that's a big fucking pack. Oh, just a couple of quick ones. Antoinette Brown, he has signed for New Zealand until 2023, which is uh, good for New Zealand. Uh, that's for sure. And New Zealand have also announced a second tier All Blacks 15 team that's going to tour the Northern Hemisphere. I know the New Zealand big wigs, they, they have denied that they're cheaping the jersey by uh, using the word All Blacks with the 15 team name. Uh, even though they've admitted it will be commercially um, attractive to people. So, uh, in a sense, they are cheaping the jersey and they're doing it for money. So, 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 so what's it's All Blacks XV? It's like um, Promising Players in Mitra 10 Cup, Mitra. Sorry, Efrent. Um, I probably fucked it up. Um, and Fringe All Blacks. They'll go on tour in the north where the money is. It's all about money. I'm just trying to see. Um, and then they, and they will play. It's a high performance like, team. Okay, no, but who will they play? Like, will they play like Scotland and England, or will they play the clubs? No, uh, look, I qu- they're going to have three matches in the last weekend of October and the first two weekends of November. So I think they'll probably mirror the, excuse me, interview tour. So I suspect we'll provide a new national aspiration, blah, 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 marketing speak. Second tier team below the All Blacks. Um, made up, there's also the Mario Blacks. Next best players. Uh, let's try to see who they're going to end up playing. It looks like they might play clubs, like dirt trackers and that sort of thing. Overall, it's just a money grab. I, I think they're quite cool. I, 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 like a, I like a big tour, you know, like the Lions tour, where uh, yeah. you, you almost run like two teams. Yes. And then you play a midweek pick. I would like it if the Springboks toured like that where they went to the UK. Mm. Yeah, but... Uh, if, I if, want... if, they, if they took a squad of like 50, and then um, they had midweek fixtures where they kind of just ran out Oaks but then it would attract the big clubs would play there man. like I reckon Oaks like well Saracens previously would have been keen but you know like like the the more established clubs if you say oh you want to play the Springbok second team they'll all be over they'll be completely over it like all over it sorry not over it um, I guess you know, like, I, 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 I like that sort of thing if it's you know if it's done as like a money grab yeah uh, I, not, I, I suspect it's a money yeah. grab but I, I don't know. I understand to to be corrected. Um, okay. Well, here, uh, as promised, here is Alex. He's just going to chat a bit about Joe Marla. Um, oh, we haven't actually even gotten on to. <laughs> I guess he'll tear us up. Well, we, we, um, sorry, I'm not making any sense. Should we actually have him after the talking point, or should we just do him now? Probably just do him now. I think do it. Do it now. Do, do people, it now. People are just going to get angry at him that you're just promising. He's, yeah, that's true. He's, Sorry. He's teasing like Joe Marler. Yeah, I don't want to be Joe Marler. Okay, so here's Alex. He's got his. We'll call it the rant. Uh, enjoy, I guess. <laughs> so on the topic of Joe getting a little bit too friendly with Alan Wynne Jones, um, I don't want to say too much on this, um, which is the, the kind of thing I usually say before I go. And, to a 10-minute rant, um, but I think I'm covered by Ben and Adam on this. We seem to be pretty much on the same page. There's no place for it on a rugby field, um, or anywhere really, obviously, unless it's consensual, uh, but this is a rugby podcast, so just to be just to be clear on it, I, I, I don't think that Joe Marler is, you know, a thug necessarily. I don't think in his mind he sees this as a bad thing. Joe Marler's got a kind of a, I wouldn't say a nice guy reputation, but like, you know, he's like a decent bloke kind of thing. He's like an every, an every man's man. He's pretty well-spoken. He's pretty opinionated. He, 
Um, you know, like he's he's not an idiot. I just think that in his mind he sees this as like a bit of fun. And that is the bigger problem. It's not that, you know, like someone I guard you on the field, that's kind of universally everyone's like, This is bad, you're not allowed to do that, we're gonna stamp it out of the game. This is even worse because it's like some people, a lot of people are saying it's not that bad. And even if Alan Wynn Jones had come out and laughed it off and said, Yeah, yeah, typical Joe Marler, like he used to fucking you know, he used to grab our balls all the time when we were on lines tour together and it's just something between mates, like that doesn't make it okay for a professional to do to another professional on a public platform. Um, because not everyone's fine with that. In fact, I would guess that the vast majority of people, if polled, would be anti being fucking groped on national television. Uh, without any warning or consent so it's objectively fucked up personally uh, well not personally because it's objectively it's objectively fucked up and personally I agree with what Alan Wynne-Jones had to say about it afterwards it was a very measured response because he's got a role to play as a public figure as well but he made it pretty clear I think with the way he dealt with it in the press conference that it's not on and that the press and journalists and people in the public shouldn't be you know, sniggering about it and playing it down as like a bit of a joke or, you know, euphemisms and whatnot. Um, yeah, and yeah, I think that's that's pretty much my take. So on the topic of New Zealand player drain, um, I don't think it's a big surprise following the Rugby World Cup that clubs were left a bit short-staffed, and that's been the case across New Zealand, South Africa, and Australia, obviously, to one degree or another. Some teams like the Crusaders and even the Stormers really had very few holes to, that they needed to plug. Other teams like the Sharks and the... Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. The Reds, I don't know. Um, they had a few more bigger problems, let's say. But I think if we're talking about the Highlanders specifically, I think they've just fucked up. Whoever's in charge of central contracting at New Zealand Rugby Union or whoever's in charge of going to get players for the Highlanders specifically just did a bad job because you've got a team like the Blues who have got four Super Rugby level fly halves to one degree or another in descending order of quality, Bowden Barrett, Stephen Perifetta, Otero Black and Harry Plummer. And any one of those guys could do a job for a, a Super Rugby side if they needed to. And even, you know, the Hurricanes who are struggling a bit in Bowden's absence, they've still got Garden Bashup and Fletcher Smith and James Marshall. You know, they've got decent guys there. Highlanders had a ready-to-go replacement for Lima Sopoanga who left two years ago. So this isn't a Rugby World Cup problem. They've had this problem. They had someone in Josh Ione ready to go, and they chose to move him to center, which is a fuck-up. And then they chose to bring in, they went out and actively brought in Mitch Hunt. And obviously he insisted on starting because he was benching at the Crusaders anyway. But it's 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 bad. Like he's not a good player. Um, sorry if he's listening or his girlfriend's listening or whatever. I'll probably get hate mail for this. I'm not trying to shit on the guy. He's a nice guy, but like I rank him probably lowest out of all the New Zealand fly-off options at the moment, below like Harry Plummer and Fletcher Smith and and Garden Bashup. So I don't understand how the Highlanders ended up with him when there were so many other options at play. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's really a problem. I think it's just manifesting at the Highlanders specifically. I think all the other clubs are, are doing okay. Uh, where to for the Gauteng team? So the Bulls and the Lions. Well, the Bulls kind of. 
they they recruited for short gains. They brought in Ferreira and uh, uh, Jean Luc and Josh Strauss and Monet Stein, and their tactics this year were obviously like just close out close games as much as you can, grind out a few wins, and get a respectable position on the log, and then take it from there. Like they just wanted to get through this season. That obviously didn't work for them. They were on the wrong side of a few unlucky games. And now they're at the point where the season's basically a dud. So there's no point anymore in plowing valuable minutes into guys like Morneston when you have Money Lebach, Embrose Papier, um, Mula Ace, uh, Ruin Nortier, and um, I can't remember what Kudovat's first name is, but you know, the other young lock. They've got so much young talent at the Bulls. They always have. I don't fucking understand why they recruit so aggressively from the youth um, groups and then still go out and bring back five veterans for Super Rugby. It pisses me off. Uh, in a way, I'm glad that their season has tanked because it means that they now basically have to look ahead to the future and play these guys who are not the finished product. And people were kind of gloating on social media yesterday when Ambrose Papier and Manny Lubbock didn't do as well as Ivan van Snail and Mordé Stein. No one ever was necessarily arguing that they were better. The point is that they've got more potential. So they're at a point now where they just have to invest in potential, and I think it's going to pay off. I think it's the right thing to do. So I don't expect much better from the Bulls. I do think they'll win a few more games than they have, obviously. Um, but they're still looking at bottom two in the log. Uh, but that's fine because they're building for a brighter future. And similarly, the Lions, they're going to contest for that bottom two position. I kind of said tongue-in-cheek on Twitter last week, I think, that Lions were the worst team in South African Conference. That might actually be true now. Like I think they might have might actually have dropped below the Bulls after that performance this weekend. They just, I don't know, nothing seems right with the Lions. They always kind of, they were bound together during the golden, year, golden years with Ackerman by some kind of... I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's too simplistic to just say that it's because they're all, you know, God-fearing Christians, but that did certainly seem to be a bit of a trend. I don't know if that's just gone or they just, I don't know, they're just playing like 15 individuals. Uh, you hate to see it. I don't know. Even guys like Saadi, who I rated so heavily before, he had a good week, a good weekend actually, but I don't think he's playing up to his potential. Similani's so finally starting, but now he's injured, I think, so that's not good. I don't know. I think they just basically need to do kind of what the the Bulls are being forced to do now and just ditch the safe options, start playing guys like um, Gianni Lombard if he's fit again, play Similani, obviously keep playing green because he's one of the only shining lights. Um, yeah, for fuck's sake, play Hachiva Daimani on the wing. Come on, that's what the people want. Uh, thank you, Alex. Guys in a dark place, eh? He, he's in a very dark place. Even, I mean, I feel like I've never met him in person, but I feel like I know him so well because I know his voice so well. And and he is quite sardonic and cynical, but I, I feel like he's reached new new pitches. Yeah, uh, I feel ben. so. I feel like sometimes it's sort of put on. Yes. But like that seemed like real. Like he, he's not happy. No. He's having a very bad time. Well, don't worry, Alex. Uh, we'll send you some hugs, and let's just hope for your own sake you have a good weekend. But he's already been dismissing his own chances, saying he's going to struggle with the Rebels. He's been quite dramatic about it, so uh, he's having a very. He's going to struggle with the Rebels. By who does he fucking even have from the Rebels? The, bro, the ultimate ultimate center who never fucking passes, Billy Meeks. 
I actually like Billy Meeks. Sure. I, think, I think he's a very good Super Rugby player, but he never passes. Because I'm watching Dan Hayden. Yeah, that, that's what that's what you want in a fantasy player. I know exactly. He's perfect. Uh, but he's a good player <laughs> for a man of his size. He gets over the advantage. So, so just wait. I, I have like like my like three like of my main players are rebels, but Alex is suffering from the rebels bar. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, one man's trash is another man's gold, something along those lines. So you you have Matt Phillip. You have Rangi. Rangi is like my main guy. Like yeah. I think Rangi is the player in my team I talk most about. Yeah. He's not. He's your fucking club captain. He's the guy. He's your CQC. <laughs> he actually. Yeah. Yeah. Rangi. If I if I win the league, I'm sending Rangi on the trophy tour. <laughs> yeah. No. You'll you'll even send him like a bottle of wine for Mauritius. All the way to Australia. Just send it to the Melbourne oh, office. Yeah. They make quite an interesting like lychee wine here. Oh really? Uh. Yeah, or maybe, or maybe I'll bring you a bottle when I come down to Joburg if I'm not coroned out, Adam. It's, it's like you. a very, it's like a very crisp white wine. It's quite mm. like the, the rosé is nice as well. Okay, I'm not a fan of rosé. I'll try the white. Actually, I'll try the rosé. I'll, I'll drink virtually anything. I'll have a sip of anything. Sure, it's not act, act like you're <laughs> discerning or anything. I actually am. I only really drink red wine. Actually, I just don't like whites. I, I, the reason being is when I lived in Cape Town a long time ago like nine years ago i had a night goldfish were playing at a club and i got absolutely rat rat assed hammer drunk on white wine um what, and i remember the next you, huh? what what in what context are you drinking white wine in a club i was with like some mates and we're drinking durbanville hills and i got really hammer drunk um just, the evening took many different turns i ended up going to work the next day i, I was still drunk like fucked and Around about lunchtime, I knew there were people, my mates who were out drinking up before, all took the day off work. So I went there and went swimming in a, in this, in like this, pit, my mate's house's pool. Everybody is there just trashed um, and like hung over and I had to go back to work. I, I've, I've, I will never forget how, like feeling so shit at work as I did that day. Um, but anyway, I digress. So white wine <laughs> is very bad for me. It's a weird story. Yeah, but I, I'm not a big white wine drinker, but like this, I, I like it. I guess so. But, but your no, point... no, this, it's like a lychee thing, but you can, it's just lychee It's not like bloody, uh, like series juice with vodka in it. Uh. It's definitely, it's wine, <laughs> but you do get a bit like, hey, something else is going on here. Yeah, um, not keen. Just give me. Actually, no. You know, if I if I talk any more about this, I think they should sponsor us. And I no, don't no, 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 no. You're right. We did uh, brand. So. Yes, let's uh, let's yeah. move on to some of the talking points. Alex Reyes, Joe Mata, we've already chatted about. Um, the player drain in New Zealand, the Highlanders. I mean, we all knew that struggle, but I mean, they they got wrecked by the Bulls. Uh, the Bulls, in fairness, showed a little bit more verve than they have in previous weeks. In part, because they've dumped. All the handbrakes, uh, as Alex said, snail for sale. <laughs> I haven't found snail, um, which is true. And uh, Manny Leibach at 10. They got rid of their two locks in Kruger and Ferreira, neither of whom have gone on tour, by the way, which is, sends a very loud message. Um, and the balls are very vibrant. But the Highlanders, God, when will the, the nightmares Mitch Hunter 10 end? I, I just don't understand it. What? Who was Mitch Hunt's lawyer to negotiate that contract to say you got a lock on that 10 jersey, pushing out a potential at a capped all black at 10 to 12. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to bag on Mitch Hunt, the human being, but the rugby player, um, it, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. And again, the worst of both worlds. 
personally speaking. Do, do, do you know what it got me? I saw his little, the little pop-up thing on their Twitter. That was his 50th cap. Mitch Hunt? Yeah. Oh. So they, they should know. <laughs> About him. Like, you know, if someone hasn't come right off the 50 caps, and you have an option to shift in, you should shift that option in. Yeah, let me put it this way. At the Crusaders, he was battling Brett Cameron. He was probably starting as the Sunwolves uh, this weekend for a starting spot. When Richie Moanga had yet to make his debut, Moanga got picked ahead of him. But look, I think that's a bit unfair remark. Moanga is an exceptional player. Yeah, um, And look, I, in a weird way, Mitch Hunt's the sort of guy you'd want, let's say you're going on tour to the UK, and you're playing in rain-soaked fields. Because the kicking game is not bad. But he's not doesn't have the sort of suited game. You've got one of the world's best nines, Aaron Smith, on his inside. Uh, a very promising should-be fly half on his outside. Um, and then you get him. And he's not he's not a shit yeah, player. He's just not dynamic enough to really make he just doesn't, like, he doesn't get the back line moving. Like he yeah. doesn't like walk get a walk. He doesn't <laughs> run onto the ball nicely. Like. No, and, and I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to bag on a guy too much, but it just it just doesn't seem to be working. And I, I'm sure Aaron Major knows this, and we don't really know what the internal conversations were. But beyond Mitch Hunt, they're struggling at lock. Uh, Josh Dixon didn't go into it. Parry Parry Parkinson, who's expected to have a big tour, and he's a Maori All Black, didn't go into it either because of an ankle complaint that's been bothering him for quite a while. Jordan Areki, who's actually probably been one of their standouts and uh, a standout wing for my team, he went, walked off after half an hour. Uh, Sia Tompkinson should have been sent off against the Brumbies. Rob Thompson isn't on tour. Um, the problem, I guess, look, there are enough bad teams that the Highlanders will get some Jesse, wins. Jesse Peretti is the the New Zealand version of Ned Hanninger. <laughs> you know what? You know what I do like about Jesse Peretti? He's an honest trier, at least. No, no, but but the thing is, he, he falls into this awkward sort of thing, like where he's not fast enough or skillful enough to play Lucy, but he's not big enough or strong enough to play Locke. Yeah, he... He's just, he's just like he's like a nothing player. For the Chiefs, he had a good impact off the bench last year. Um, I, I felt that he had no, some but good maybe hands. maybe that's his thing because he, he, he doesn't get fouled out in sort of like fifteen minutes. Mm. But yeah, um, I get look the broader point I'm trying just, to make. Just, yes. Yeah, sorry, I was I was gonna lead us to the broader point. So you. Can well, what is the broader point, Ben? The broader point is is finally New Zealand feeling the pinch of losing a lot of talent overseas. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, as Alex mentioned, look, whoever was in charge of the Highlanders' recruitment was, was diabolical. Yeah, um, but, but I thought the whole thing is they have that centralized contracting model. They Could do, you think? Because it seems like the Crusaders and the Canes just have talent coming out of, like, every bloody orifice. Mm, so. Not a fly off. I mean, Jack, I, I don't mind Jackson Garden Bishop, and Fletcher Smith was. He was he he actually was okay against the Blues until uh, Lomax got sent off. But I, mean, I, I no no. But even even you look you look at the Blues because the Blues the, have Bowden Barrett now. They have Perifeta. They have Oterio Black and Plummer. They have Plummer. And Plummer might end but, up becoming a twelve. Mark Tiela uh, came out the woodwork. No no no. But I'm just saying. Okay, so so oh, the Blues yeah. effectively have the Blues effectively have four tens. Yes, they do. Why don't they fucking chuck one to the Highlanders? And isn't that the point of centralized contracting? That they can kind of, that they can sort of control these things. Well, because at the same time, the, the Crusaders have oaks like Matiela, who's not going to sniff game time this year. The the Hurricanes have guys like Chase Tiatia, who again he's 
he's like fourth or fifth choice now. He, he would definitely be an upgrade at wing, um, probably a fourteen for the Highlanders. Yeah, 100%. so so well, like I don't know if it's a if it's so much a lack of resources or a resource allocation problem. Um, probably a bit of both, but I imagine. Also, but, may, but maybe I, I guess you can't just tell players where to go. Yeah, but they should. And sort of... and Dunedin is literally on the south coast, right in the south south island of New Zealand, and Auckland at the top. And Auckland's like their version of well, Auckland is where it happens, apparently. Um, having not been to New Zealand, so very two very different profiles. In a sense, that's why the Highlanders have always been quite a tight team. It's almost like uh, you know. You're in a varsity town, you get to know everybody. Dunedin is a varsity town. I know a guy that went there. Uh, well, Auckland is the major city, um, apparently, in New Zealand. But uh, the broader point stands, um, bad recruitment or slash allocation within New Zealand rugby. I mean, you'll never be able to replace the likes of Ben Smith. Um, suddenly, my mind's gone blank. But, I mean, a lot of the major guys. Be, ben be myself a one, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, ben Smith being the major standout. Uh, but the Crusaders, they're getting by. I mean, look at a guy like Cone Grace. He's just barely out of high school. And that Oak is, he's already a rock star. He's going to be capped. There's a good chance yeah, he'll be yeah, like, but, but like it, But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't think, I don't think it's so much they're feeling the pinch. I think the talent's there. It's just uh, badly distributed or, yeah, but may, maybe, true. you know, a lot of, a lot of, like, I think people forget how much rugby, rugby is about form as well. Hmm. Hmm. And, and confidence and, in a sense. Know, yeah, and you know, maybe these guys just need to kind of thrash the Sunwolves, thrash the fucking uh, Waratahs or whatever. Or the Lions. And then, yeah, you know, no, they won't thrash the Lions, Adam. That's not what's going to happen. Okay. Um, and then, um, and then, you know, kind of gain a bit of momentum, and next thing, you know, they're fine. But, yeah, at the moment, obviously, it does look mm. a bit bleak. They yeah. also lo- lo- lost Liam Squire. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. I mean, the last year and year to two years, he hasn't been on form. But I, I guess looking at the Crusaders and so, well, the Blues have loose forwards falling all over the place, like out of their pockets. Same as the, oh. the like, as the Crusaders. There's, Ethan Blackadder still has come back from injury. Um, at lock, Quentin Strange, he hasn't been missed. Uh, or oh, where to Douglas has been missing since round three or four. Um, they still got Tom Sars, and I can feel it's still very competitive. Uh, loose trio. Yeah, I, I feel way too. I feel they do need way too because he's actually he's like a proper eighth man. Yeah, um, which is becoming increasingly rare these days in rugby. Yeah, hence Notch's form for the Sharks um, has been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, ooh, for time we okay, so we've only got about 10 to 15 minutes left. Let's just move on to our other point, just the Gauteng teams. We've actually chatted a lot about Joe Marlowe since we did it in the news. That was one of them. So in terms of Gauteng teams, the Lions unfortunately they came unstuck against the Rebels. Andrew Kellaway, the best undrafted player in our league. Because uh... <laughs> I, 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 the thing is, I like I, I watch him play. I'm like, this guy isn't that good. Uh, he's a finisher but then, though. But, the, but he just posts like consistently getting like 40, 50 points a week. Bro, that's what you want. They can't ask for more as a fantasy manager. He's been very good yeah, though. But I, you... I, I just, I just, I just, I don't buy it. I, I don't believe it. <laughs> well, look, the results are there. Uh, but he only made five runs, I think, over the weekend and got two tries um, against the Lions defense that can yeah. be leaky. Fucking why, why don't they pass to Corabetti instead? Do you think it's because they hate me? I don't. Um, the, the, dude, you have. Are you actually moaning about your fantasy team where you like bench two two of the high scores of the week and you still win by over a hundred points? 
Am I feeding a pity party over here? Yeah, yeah. can I not complain that they don't pass the Corabini, my boy, the John Eels medal winner? Oh, and I missed it. Corabini has slowly turned me wrong. I got mocked for drafting him last year. But he's a good player. Um, actually, yeah, there's just a stigma attached. I know. <laughs> he, I think he look. He definitely started slowly in Australia, but I, uh, for some reason, I don't know. He just really looks in place now. Even at the Rebels, and the Rebels, to their credit, by the way, they were dog shit at the start of the season. I mean, they lost to the Sunwolves, but they've come back. They're yeah. playing a lot better. Matt Phillip, um, one of his caps here, yeah, they come. He, he's been very good, um, and even then, Billy Meeks, very solid at Super Rugby level. Is it? Okay, like their third team, they've had a bit of an English, uh, issue. Tom English, the most mat of centres, uh, one must be said. He's, he's, he's playing for Alex's team at the moment. Yeah, and he got minus seven. He will, he, he will make his way back to Matt's team in time, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, this Bryce Higgity's returned. The curse of the Higgity. Uh, sorry, for those of you who don't know, uh, Alex Engineer traded Andrew for Bryce Higgity. And then the next week, Bryce Higgity got dropped. So it's just been a thing for the, for the whole league since then. Yeah. Been mocking uh, Andrew for trading with Alex, and I was just tanked his whole season. Yeah, and for um, and then yeah. Alex has been trying to play the victim here, saying actually the trade raped him. And, oh. <laughs> yeah, and he blames the Hornsby media machine. Uh, that'd be Phil. Uh, him and his, his other products also named Alex as well for, for blaming him uh, as well. I, I'm also talking about the Rebels. I know he's in my team, hence I've been watching a lot of Dan Hayler Petty. I'm probably one of the best players in the competition under the Harbour. I think he's a, he's a very good back, but under the high ball, he's really, that's that's his pass mark, his trading card. If, now that Ben Smith's out the league, uh, and Israel Folau, is, we all we all joke that Haley Petty is the poor man to Israel Folau. Uh, I must say he's like really outstanding under the high ball. So I wonder uh, if he's a shot for that 15. I, I just feel like you need a 15 you can catch. For the Reds... Boffelli's uh, better than him under the high ball. But okay, I haven't watched... In, in, in fairness, I haven't watched enough of Boffelli. I know he had a shocker. Um, over the weekend against the Sharks, who, who bullied them. Uh, but yeah, the Lions, uh, Similani finally started, which is nice. But his defense, let me see if we can bring up the stats. But he seemed to be stepping everywhere, but didn't beat anybody. Yeah, no, he, I don't know, like, let's see. I guess maybe it's a symptom of not being given game time, but I feel I he's say. tried to do, do a bit too much with the ball. Yeah, and his last season... Well, like, like I, feel, I feel maybe he's catching it. He's like, fuck, I need to... Like, this could be the last time I get the ball before that fucker drops me again. Like, I better, true. you know, do something. Yeah, and last Instead season... of just, you know, kind of playing his more natural yeah, game. Yeah, and last season, he did the simple things well. He journey around straight. Um, he didn't he, he didn't step too much. Uh, but in terms of... It, and, and he is talented. I mean, let's see, he made... I have it here. These are Sandler stats. 12 runs, 30 meters made, he got a clean break, so he did okay in attack, apparently, according to the stats. Uh, a big issue, though, is on defense. He missed two of five tackles, uh, especially in that 13 channel, um, with, and, three, and, and then three handling errors. He is still very young, and there are big hopes, so hopefully he will, will be back and could give him more consistent game time. Uh, and just with the Sharks, I mean, excuse me, the Lions pack overall, um, yeah, they just, they, they, like, the loss of marks on any team will suffer with Mark and Marks leaving. But just the loss of sheer go-forward, they just have not been able to replace it. I know Villa Marble no, started over the weekend. Like, when you have Marta Skimmon being the, the second, like, the second time most carries, and I feel like I'm taller than him, uh, then you know that, that you'd have a problem. Uh, with, no, no, they're, they, they're lacking in so many areas, the lines at the moment. They should just... As but if, but if, if you think about it, 
How many Springbok caps do the Lions have? Not a lot. Scorsan's got a few. Okay, Scorsan's um, got a few. Alton Yanchi's got 60-odd. 5 or 10. Beyond that, Then Ori's got a few. And then Albert's got... And then Yanni Duplessis. Yeah, but he, he's not playing. That's it. But I mean, like, like I guarantee you, there are teams sure. playing in France, which has have three or four times the Springbok caps the Lions have. Yeah. So they, they're already in a rebuilding phase. Um, and unfortunately, they are suffering, particularly up front. Uh, the Bulls, look, they have been truly awful, but thankfully Pokemon, it seems, has uh, seen the light. He very much culled his team. Um, and Ambrose Papier, I, I think he's just a bit more vibrant than Ivan van Sale. Um, and I don't think Ivan van Sale's kicking game is all that good. The thing that does frustrate me about the Bulls, Papier only had one run for 43 meters, uh, which is a right. But, I mean, they've got good good props, and well, very good props, in Kaboka and Nukani. They, Grunewald and Norki, uh, as locks, they've got their debuts. Mark Fitzstein's return, I think, has been very important. They're now playing Josh Strauss at seven, where he's been, actually been a lot more effective. Uh, Muller Ace has also come back as well. He's apparently quite highly rated, though. Uh, I think he's just getting into it. He hasn't played a lot. Uh, he was rated in under 27. Yeah, but it would be quite good if they could play Muller Ace with Strauss and Fitzstein, mm. because that's a, that's a good... Um... It's a balance, you treat it. Yeah, no, but... It, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Oh, it's, but it's, it's also it'll be it'll be good. It's a good support sort of network for him. Sort of yeah. like yeah, Josh Strauss, who's kind of been everywhere. Marco van Staden, who's established, and then so he can kind of see how the path his career could take. Yeah, and something that's yeah, actually pleasing for me about their performance, Warikalant, who I feel like he's played with a handbrake on over the last twelve months. He finally got some he, eighteen runs, fifty meters. He actually had a fantastic. Like I know it was against the yeah, he, New Zealand team. He plays really. Uh, he plays so much better with Lebok at ten, which is weird yeah. because there's no real. There's not a huge amount of direct involvement between no, the ten that, and the fifteen. Uh, that, but... One thing I will pick a bone with him is when he scored his try, he barely he just jogged over the line. Like that's yeah, like, he was very casual. Like, yeah, that's when you get when you get tackled of, and knock on. So it was a it was a bit of sort of Ryan Crotty, you know where. He, he runs exactly as fast as he needs to run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I'm because, just, you're there. No, no, but I, I think it's also, I think that camera angle deceives a bit. Okay. No, no. I think it makes players look closer. Like, I think he was well round, that guy. <laughs> okay, okay. No, that's, that's fair. So look at the Bulls. Um, they're rebuilding, as I said, in a weird way, the horror start to the season. Uh, is maybe the, the the tonic that they needed to actually just give the young guys a go, and they got talent, as Alex said. They they've got a reputation here in South Africa for stockpiling talent, like Chelsea did a few years ago within the Premier League, or still do. Um, so uh, good, I, I think they're more heading in the right direction. They do face the Reds next, which will be quite the test. I know people have been complaining about the fact that they can't goal kick for shit. If they actually had a good goal kicker, aka Bright Higgity, they would have beaten the Crusaders. Because you've seen Jock Campbell's kicking. I imagine. Probably one of the no, worst kickers yeah. I've ever seen at Super Abbey level. And I don't think... I've, Oak said he part-time kicked for his club, so it's been can, can Isaac Lucas not kick? I don't know. Or, yeah. It's... Um, is, like The fact they only have one very decent kicker in Higgity is also a mystery to me. How... Like, how is that possible? So, but O'Connor can kick as well. Yeah, but he's okay. I don't think he's... If they've got he's Campbell more, kicking... He's more like a long-distance kicker, isn't he, O'Connor? Huh? Yeah, I think so. Um, so, you know, Kerr and Bosch, we're lucky to have him. The guy, he's uh, an outstanding kicker. Yeah, he, actually. he's actually coming to us. Oh, no. No, he's probably the leading him, uh, Mwanga. Um, 
they they they're very good. I know. Well, I would I would say I don't know what Alex's box barometer thinks it, but if you had to pick the spring box today from Super Rugby, Bosch would be the ten. Yeah, um, I'd look, you only got thirteen points here on the fantasy team. Just having a look, but yeah, I, I I cannot disagree. He he's been very good. Quick shout out also to Will Harrison. Uh, they got absolutely butchered by the Chiefs. <laughs> like the Waratahs are a shambles, but Harrison's not too bad. Actually, he's he is certainly a lot better than Mac Mason. Yeah, I'm glad they I'm glad they've they've moved on oh, from but Jesus, the, Cody Bill the twenty seven year old oh, youngster. Cody Bill shutting passes, bro. Oh, it's it's just painful to Cody watch. Cody Bill doesn't look like he wants to be there. Oh, I don't know, and I, he just doesn't look I don't know, he's always been a bit stocky, but I feel like he could lose a bit of weight as well. Um but as I said maybe just his body type. So I, I have no idea. I don't want to fat shame him like Alex does has done to certain props. Uh, that, that's for sure. Um, let's see where are we. Yeah, that, I think that's gonna do it, Ben. We we just go to Superbrew now, right on the money for for the hour. Uh, for Superbrew last week we got one, two, three. We got five out of seven. Yes, we did. We got the Brumbies pretty much on the nose. We said they won by thirty-three. We we said the Crusaders would beat the Reds by eighteen. They did. We said the Chiefs would beat the Waratahs by twelve. We said the Hurricanes would beat the Blues by three. Rebels beat the Lions by seven, which we got right. Sharks beat the Jags by five. And then the Highlanders, geez, we got that wrong, to beat the Bulls by one. So, this week, what do we have? Chiefs versus Hurricanes. What do you have? And that's it in Hamilton. I feel we've got to say Chiefs here. Yeah, I agree. Especially if the Hurricanes can stop getting yellow cards. If I have a feeder, it's, yeah, I, 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 that's why. I, when it's between dropping him and Fenter, it's sure. like he's been... Vi- Via Fafita is a player who's really, who's really just fizzled to nothing, hey? Uh, he would have he gotten like nearly 40 points fantasy. Like, he's starting to kick on, but he has such a discipline risk. Again, it's just... Yeah, and then, and then Jordy Barrett was just uh, knocking the ball down. I like the call from the referee. Didn't even hesitate. Uh, gave it a penalty. Travis, fair enough. Chiefs by... It is an easy derby. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, ten. Yeah, I was gonna say ten. And then, oh, this, this could this could be a cricket score. I certainly think Mark Tierra is gonna start. Blues versus the Lions. Blues by. Uh, I, I reckon the Blues are going by twenty. Yeah, fuck. Not on my super blue though, but yeah. Oh well, what what would you call it then? I've never bet against the Lions on super blue. Um, they are they are my bogey team. In Brisbane, it's the Crusaders versus the Sunwolves. This will be a likely Crusaders B team. Uh, the likes of Jack Goodhue, Richie Mwanga, Joe Moody, and Scott Barrett are not travelling. Based on what I read on stuff, you just got some intel there, Ben. So if you uh, keep that in mind. Uh, but no, I don't have any. I don't have any Crusaders. Uh, not, I wasn't quick enough on the draft to get any Crusaders. No Crusaders, no problem. But they're going to beat the Sunwolves. I, I feel I feel not having Crusaders kind of liberates you a bit in drafts because you kind of you don't have to stress about like like half of people's drafts seems to be following what's happening with the Crusaders or what's happening with the Canes. I have one I have one Cane and no Crusaders. It's, it's great. Yeah, oh, I, I have two Canes actually. I so like. I got sorry. I just had to wave my hand in front of the microphone because I just see some smug coming out of it. Um, no, no, it's not. It's not that. It's just. Yeah, I, I, feel really? some, I feel some people are too like they'll just get someone just because they're a crusader and they don't actually kind of you know they don't see beyond the jersey 
I, I, I feel like it's uh, it's a very opportune time for you to say something like that, having just won the mini tournament. So I'm just, I, got, I see Smug coming out of my microphone here. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you, you, you took it that way. Oh, it's, oh wait, it's, it's my problem. Anyway, so if you, I'm, <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being a drama queen, as my wife says. Uh, so I'm drama queen no, the wrong I, term. Fuck, just... off, fuck off, Snowflake, okay? <laughs> <clears throat> Right, how much of the Crusaders going to be... Pod, fucking podcasting's gone soft, man. <laughs> back, back in my day, I could be smug on podcasts and yeah. no one would call them out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the Crusaders are going to win by, like, I don't know, like 24th. I don't know. Like, that well, I reckon a bit more. I reckon 30, 30, 35. Okay, we'll go 35. Um, Reds versus Bulls. Based on that performance against the Saturdays, I'd back the Reds at home. Against the Bulls. Oh, the, bull, oh, the Bulls are traveling. Yeah. Yeah, I'd back the Reds. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, might be a niggly game. I don't know why. Um, I think the, the Reds will win by like nine. Um, particularly okay. since the Bulls will be on a bit of a high. <laughs> three, three Jock Campbell penalties. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm just trying to think. How do you get the math? Uh, maybe. Uh, no, that can't be right. You're right. Let's make a Reds by ten. Two tries. They scored five. Two tries under the post unconverted. The big South African derby uh, at three, hence the TV, will be that the contrast will be freaking terrible. At that Kings Park, Sharks versus Stormers. Stormers coming off their hammering by the Blues. Sharks, the form team. Uh, very tricky one to call. I'd probably, I'd probably say the Sharks by three. Um, they are they are they have played a lot a lot of matches in a row now. Um, that's the, probably the only disadvantage. But teams coming off a bat, I feel sometimes lose a bit of momentum, um, and the Sharks <clears throat> have more in their back line. And I think their they, their pack can get parity with the Stormers, which is all they really need, and then they should win. That, that's yeah, and I've seen stuff about like Lee Willie playing to, uh, fifteen and stuff. Yes. So... Which I which I don't. Because I know people like Jean-Luc, what's his name? Jean-Luc Duplessis, yeah. But I, I rate he's at best a solid Curry Cup player. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I, I think I think they get that's a that's a mistake there. Okay. Three, um, and then in Argentina, Jags versus the Highlanders. Oh, fantasy was so nice with them touring. Now we've got to fuck them. Uh, why, yeah. is it, eh? why is it on Saturday night as well? So we never get the team. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know, bro. You should email Sanzo about it. I don't actually have any Jags. And you saw that Kubeli got taken by the other Alex, big Alex. As well, am I? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I saw that. But I'm not sure if Kubeli... He'll be back next he, two weeks. You reckon? Mm. I thought it was not bad. I thought it was like a, a fracture or something. No, it was like three weeks. I think it's more um, Del Guy who's out for another month. But uh, anyway, um, J- Jags at home. They, their current record is win loss, win loss, win loss. So they definitely drew a win. Uh, they should. Uh, they'll beat the Highlanders. But again, Jags game is a bit messy. I'm probably about ten. But yeah. I, think, I think the Highlanders could be as bad as last week. And then lastly, uh, to end it all off, an Australian derby in camera. Oh, Brum- on Brum- Sunday. Yeah, at seven o'clock. Brumbies versus Waratahs. I got a few Brumbies, so maybe I'll still be in contention. Uh, that day, uh, the Brumbies should win. By they, they're just a far better rugby team than the Warriors. Yeah, by fifteen. Yeah, I had another fifteen. So that's it. Cool. All right, thanks, Ben. Uh, appreciate you uh, taking the time. 
and, uh, mm. and, and having a chat. And uh, if you have been listening, thank you so much uh, for listening. If you are in a corona-affected region, we do hope that everything is going okay. Um, that, that's also to you, Matt. Uh, we hope you're okay in, in quarantine. Uh, and yeah, Ben, I will see you. I guess I'll see you in the wave order on Tuesday and Thursday for for trades and whatnot for the league. Yeah, um, you're faster. faster. <laughs> okay. If you have, uh, thank you very much for listening. We will be back. Uh, next no, week. I don't really, I don't really understand how it works. Like the wave order, to be honest. Like I just kind of put in my trade and then just hope I get it. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll explain to you off air. Uh, yeah, that's it. We will see you next week. Thanks very much for listening.